2: weigh the risk high school athletes all around pennsylvania are waiting for his excellency governor thomas wolf and his aunt rachel to um, change their minds and let them weigh the risk and play this fall meanwhile the PIAA and the WPIAL are holding off and waiting for the big decision to see if they can get them to change their mind. And state representative Jesse Topper from District 78 in Bedford County went viral the other day when he said this.
3: And look, when I when I hear things like it's not worth the risk, first of all, uh, as a coach, I've been I have had the opportunity to watch this football team at, at Bedford prepare for this year. And we told them, you know, if you wear your mask, you social distance at meetings, You know, split your time in the weight room. They've done all those things. We said if you follow these protocols, you will have the opportunity to play. To now come back to them and say you've done everything right, but you know what, we we still don't have the the will to let that happen. And I think back to those words, it's not worth the risk. We know, most of us up here have either played or been a part of athletics. We understand that there's inherent risk to what we do. That's why there's an ambulance that sits out by the football fields on Friday night. We know that there is risk but always that risk-benefit-reward ratio has always been left up to the families to determine, is this worth the physical risk? Well, I don't see any difference in that now. And quite frankly, the governor has himself said, when he was out in a protest in the streets of Harrisburg, he said when asked, did you follow your own protocols? He goes, no, I didn't, because I felt the cause was worth the risk. Well, we cannot just allow one person in Pennsylvania to discern for everyone which causes are worth the risk and which are not. That decision needs to be left up to parents, and it needs to be left up to families. Is it worth the risk? I believe that in my case it is. Maybe some other people don't. But at the end of the day, if we're going to leave that decision only up to one person, then we have a problem that's far greater than COVID-19.
2: We sure do. What a concept, eh? Weigh the risk and let people decide. When we come back, we're going to talk to Representative Topper, who, in case you didn't catch it, by the way, is also a high school football coach and has been one for a long time. So he, uh, unlike His Excellency and His Excellency's aunt, actually knows what he's talking about. Stick around. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. Now, they all share three things in common. They're courageous, they had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives in their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives, and it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com.
1: Traveling internationally may not have been a priority for you in recent weeks. But as our country and others around the world start to reopen, we're confident it will be safe to travel to the Holy Land this December. Israel has already reopened to the public while maintaining safe social distancing. In fact, an independent organization recently rated Israel as the number one country on its COVID-19 safety ranking. There is no better time than now to sign up to join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell from MyPillow on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. Visit the AnswerPGH.com keyword Israel to register. Seize the moment to celebrate life, freedom, and your faith by signing up to visit the inspiring Holy Land. Here's the best part if for any reason you can't go, cancel without a penalty between now and August 14th. Reserve your spot today and travel to Israel this December with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell. Visit the AnswerPGH.com keyword Israel. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have
2: 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724 884 This is AM 1250, The Answer. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows or Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows or Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding and of course windows, Windows or Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows or Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If if you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. windowsoruspittsburgh.com.
3: I'm Dennis Prager. Last year, I co-starred in a movie with Adam Carolla that warned you, my fellow Americans, about the current attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities, and I warned you it would be coming to your neighborhood and your workplace. I had no idea how soon. We now have leaders in media, big tech, the law, business, and government who no longer believe in free speech or the principles of freedom and liberty our founders gave us. If you and your family want to understand what is happening in our world and know how you can fight back to protect the people you love, you must watch No Safe Spaces. I promise you, a great movie. I use the word very carefully. Go to nosafespaces.com, learn the truth, so you can defend
1: your family and our country. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. Nosafespaces.com. Promo code Pittsburgh.
4: SurroundPittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer.
2: High school football season was supposed to start two weeks from tomorrow, believe it or not, and all over the state, kids have been working out, getting ready for not just football, for all the sports. His Excellency and his Aunt Rachel pulled the plug uh, right out from, uh, pulled the rug, I should say, right out from under him, all, all of them uh, last week. Uh, I said he doesn't want him to go until January 1st, so all fall sports are gone. So State Rep. Jesse Topper from Bedford County, uh, along with the Republicans in the state legislature, are trying to save all the fall sports, and he joins us now. Jesse, thanks for being here.
3: It's my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me.
2: So uh, the statement you made the other day is up on YouTube. It's gotten a lot of response. Um, How much response have you gotten personally from that little statement you made? (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, it, uh, as, as my kids would say, it's gone viral, I, I yeah. suppose. Um, but look, I think, I think it's because it just speaks to an issue that's even greater than, than athletics. And, and from my mm-hmm. standpoint, it speaks to our response to this pandemic and how we're going to continue to live our lives or not live our lives and what the role of the government is and all that. And, and I think that's really why it's resonating with people.
2: And it's interesting. I mean, you're a state rep out there in Bedford County, and that's uh, that's um, not in a metropolitan area, but you're dealing with the same things that we're dealing with in Allegheny and Washington County, especially Allegheny County, which obviously has a huge population. Um, but are you seeing um, the 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 problem with trying to have a uh, one size fits all policy for any state or even any county for that matter when it comes to this stuff
3: absolutely and that's why I think that that local control is the best and that's where we were headed to in terms of uh, high school athletics It was being left up to uh, the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association as well as local school districts. And I think when the governor made his comment that he thinks everything should be canceled, it kind of threw everyone into a tailspin. Because, look, we've been operating uh, in, in a way that, that would have safety protocols in place. Uh, we really want to get these kids back on the field and, and back in all kinds of extracurriculars, whether it right. be the band or whether it be science clubs or high school musical, whatever it may be. Th- this is an integral part of the educational experience a and B, this is important for these kids. they don't get to have these years back, John
2: yeah, and you're a coach, so um, yeah, uh, and you co-
3: are you a varsity high school football coach? Yes,
2: and so uh,
3: which high school? Uh, Bedford high School it was uh, the school that I played for and coached for my dad coached for uh, coach uh, wrestling and and football for many years and then um, you know i I got into the broadcasting side, did some color commentary for Bedford county football, and then got back into coaching ironically uh, just this year as my uh, is my first year back after a few years doing the radio. And, you know, I, I, I watch what these kids have done and how hard they've worked, uh, not just mm-hmm. physically, but also emotionally, the stress that they've been under, which is, which is huge because there's been so much uncertainty. But they've been, they've been able to do what we've asked them to do in terms of masking and social distancing. And, and I feel like they've, they've done everything right because they want to play. And when you take that away from them, <laughs> it, I really feel like you're hurting, you're hurting them, not just uh, mentally and physically, but basically they're saying, look, we as adults don't have the will to make this happened for you even though you've put in all this time and made all these sacrifices and i just don't think that's acceptable
2: well my grandson uh is um uh junior and he's um been getting up every day at six fifteen in the morning um to work out and practice for football and um he's going to be a junior this year and uh he's still operating um i won't say what school he goes to but he he's he He's still operating under the assumption that there's going to be football. Now, if it ends up being canceled in the next couple of weeks, why should he believe anybody who says that they're going to play in the spring? Why should he get up at six fifteen in the morning, uh, you know, from now until um, April, and then think he's going to play, and then have him pull it out from under him again? Well, if they do this, point, why would anybody, John. why would any kid come back and play?
3: It's a it's a great point. I don't know. You know, the the idea that there's this magic thing that's going to happen with COVID-19 in January, I I think is foolish. I mean, at some point we we have to understand. Look, this is the virus is among us. We understand the risk. We we've, we've put out the best information that we can, and then it's time for individual families to determine whether that risk is worth it for them, for their mm-hmm. family, for their student, uh, for their athlete, or just for for any student that they want to send back um, to school. And and I think those are individual decisions that just to have one person uh, or one administration say this is the way it's going to be for everyone i think that's a mistake and i I think it's we're doing we're doing damage to our kids um and i i just don't see how we can't figure out a way to make this work I, i believe we can
2: we're talking to jesse topper he is the uh pennsylvania state rep for house district 78 uh bedford fulton and part of franklin county i just looked up Bedford County, because I wasn't sure what, uh, what all what your district covered. Bedford County has 114 cases in five months, and it's mm-hmm. a 48,000 people live there in that uh, in Bedford County. And that's uh, I'm not including Fulton, Fulton, and uh, part of Franklin.
3: So Fulton 114. Pardon me. Fulton has about 21 cases. Okay, so total. Um, so.
2: Uh, you know, so what are you hearing with, with, I, I don't, I get the feeling just looking at those numbers that there's not a lot of panic out there over this. Um, and I'm wondering what kind of reaction you're getting from kids and parents, not just because you put, you know, your video went viral, but because what you're hearing when they hear that the, the governor is recommending no football.
3: Well, I think that a lot of them are very, very concerned, because you're right, the, the virus, I mean, just by the very nature of these counties, social distancing is, is much easier to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spread is always going to be a little more mitigated. That and the fact that testing is not as readily available or accessible in these areas. Look, there, there are those of us, John, who may have had this thing back in February, January, we didn't even know it. We didn't even yeah. realize what it was. So to, to to have your whole process dictated by these case counts, I believe, is, is foolish, Uh, because they're not going to be accurate um, in in either way, uh, either way the numbers go. Uh, But you're right. In areas like mine, people are like, look, we we can figure out ways to do this safely. We have those ways. But they also understand that even under the best case scenario, somebody could get COVID-19 and somebody probably will, whether it be a student, whether it be a, a teacher, we know that these things will happen. The question is, are we going to allow that to stop us from living our lives and, and surrendering our liberty um, to the whim of somebody who can decide at any point, no, you're, you're not going to live that way, you're not going to go to those places, you're not going to do those things? Uh, I think that's really where we need to be having this conversation, because you're right. In, in every area of the state, it's going to be different. But even in the areas that have been hardest hit, I believe those people still have the right to make decisions for their own personal safety and, and kind of weigh, weigh that risk um reward ratio for themselves
2: you know what really bugs me is when i i, I hear these um decisions and decrees being uh, sent out um and they're saying we have to keep the kids safe the kids are there there are no danger there's no danger for the kid he might get sick but there's no danger for a for a 15 year old kid there's just no data to support the idea that they're in any danger if they do get the disease, now that's not to, that's not to say that there aren't rare, rare cases of kids getting it and having a problem, but they die from the flu. Also, it's just so. What are they? What when when when? And now I'm speaking to you instead of as a coach, as a, as a state rep. Um, when when they say they're when we hear that you know the government has to keep the kids safe. Why are they never challenge? What are we keeping them safe from? Because they're mm-hmm. they're not dying. They're not even getting seriously sick.
3: Well that's right. What what is our role as a government? Is it to keep people from not getting sick? Yeah. I don't believe that's the role of any government, John. First of all, that's unrealistic. It's it's unattainable. That is not a metric that we can use. My my thought through this whole process was when we first had the initial emergency declaration, the point of all the mitigation that we took, whether it be the lockdown, the cancellation of school, everything was so that our hospitals and medical systems did not get overrun and that they were prepared to deal with the cases. We reached that metric on April 9th. It was our peak quote surge in cases and our hospitals say no we're, we're good we can do this we have plenty of beds doctors are kind of sitting on their hands right now so at that point we met the one metric that is the government we needed to meet this new shifting of the goalpost to say we can't have anybody get sick well that's that's lunacy i mean people are going to get sick whether it be of covid a lot of other things that are out there that are dangerous um that, that that people can still contract, and so you know regardless of of how it affects you as an individual, we have to look at what is our role as a government, like you said is if it 's to keep people from getting sick i don 't think that's that 's attainable, whether they're kids or otherwise, and as far as the data it, it does show that children um, don't transmit to, to one another nearly as much, or even to adults, and that they themselves are not affected by COVID-19 in the same way. That being said, again, if you are concerned about that, you have every right to say, look, I don't want my child participating. Maybe we have a, an elderly grandparent who lives in the house, or, or yeah, what, right, what say say. Right. But I know my kids have grandparents too, and they all want to see them participating. I mean, they, they want to be out there. They're, they're willing to take that risk themselves so that their kids have the opportunity to pursue their dreams and pursue their passions. And we're not even taking any of those things into account.
2: And on top of that, um, <clears throat> Jesse, when the governor, uh, before he had uh, recommended there be no football or any other sport, he said if there is football, nobody's, the parents aren't allowed to go to the games. They got a, you know thousands of seats in a stadium, and he already determined that there's no way to figure out how to get a hundred parents or two hundred parents um, into the stadium to watch the game it's It's insanity
3: you know we we have athletic directors and administrators. Uh, health professionals associated with these school districts, athletic trainers associated with teams, uh, we all know that they can come up with ways to allow parents to see these kids, keep them safe, limit the number of tickets, whatever it is that that district can come up with based on those circumstances. That is certainly not something that needs to be dictated uh, from on high to these to these local entities. They can make it work. If they want to make it work, they can make it work, and I believe we should allow them to do that.
2: I heard the governor say during his statement about the fall sports, that we have to follow these recommendations uh, and mitigate and blah, 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 if, quote, we are going to beat the virus. When and how did it evolve from flattening the curve to beating the virus, which nobody thinks you can do? Who thinks you can beat it? Is Again, any doctor we're, we're thinks dealing you can beat it. We're
3: no, we're dealing with an unattainable metric, and, and if the if the metric is going to be there's some magic vaccine that's going to appear. I mean, every every medical professional I've spoken with says, look, the vaccine is is could be years away, if ever, and if it's ever an effective. I mean, look, we have a flu vaccine. There's still the flu. There there is no foolproof way to do this. What we need to do is say, look, this is what's out there. The virus is out there. And this is this is how it how it is transmitted. And this is um, these are some people who are going to be more susceptible to having harsher symptoms than others. We have that data here. It is now be adults, go live your lives, and and use common sense. Um, that's what we have to rely on the public to do. It, the idea that we're going to just remain stuck in this in this perpetual uh, lockdown state. Until the virus is gone, I've not talked to a single doctor who believes that the virus is just going to simply disappear. And, and I'm sure you haven't either, John. No, and so no. th- the idea is this is the information, this is what's out there. The hospitals have not been overwhelmed, they are ready to deal with cases. Now let's move on with our lives. And that's not a selfish thing. I mean, I'm thinking of that for, look, you or I were adults. You know, we miss a couple things in the course of a year or a couple years. That's one thing. These kids don't get these years back, John. You're, yep. you're, you know, and, and part of my legislation and the legislative package that Representative Reese and I unveiled on Tuesday was to offer parents the opportunity or families the opportunity to, to have their kids uh, get back that extra year. But at the end of the day, they don't really get back years. They, they lose them. And we have to do better for them. Yeah,
2: my other grandson uh, worked out all uh, fall and winter uh, for lacrosse. He played one game. They pulled the plug. He was a senior, so he missed a senior season. He ain't getting that back. Um, no. One last thing. i got about a minute and a half left. Uh, restaurant revolution is this Friday. Uh, back, I don't know if that's, that's here in uh, Allegheny County or Washington County, but I don't know if it's going statewide. But uh, beyond the sports issue, what about the restaurants? They're, they're dying, 25% capacity. What, what can be done no, about
3: that yeah no restaurant can survive on that, especially considering the hits that they've had I mean let's be honest, John, many restaurants have already passed the point of no return. Uh, I've seen several restaurants in my area that have just closed down closed down even even a couple months ago um, again it's not sustainable this is and and I keep hearing well we can the government can just provide you know more money we'll try and keep them going. Th- that's not sustainable either like all this money doesn't just grow on trees I mean we don't have it the state itself is already probably about five billion dollars behind we could even be more Uh, we're going to have to look for ways to cut not look for more areas to spend that's not what's going to sustain these businesses they have to be allowed to operate and again we have to treat people like responsible adults they have to be able to make these decisions and and by just simply having unilateral decrees that close businesses that's not that's not creating a level playing field for pennsylvania Uh, that's picking winners and losers and we should not be in the business of doing that
2: well, when I uh, put your video up on uh, Twitter, I had a lot of people say, this guy should be governor, so take it and <laughs> run with it, Jesse. It works for me. <laughs> I, no, I really listen, appreciate I, you I'm being on. I'm trying to
3: do the best job that I can for the people I represent and uh, going to continue until they find somebody else to do it.
2: Yeah, we've got to find some sanity. Anybody who's sane would be good. I appreciate it, Jesse. Thanks so
3: Thanks much, John. I appreciate being on. Okay,
2: we'll be right back.
5: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is calling it a new era in Israel's relations with the Arab world, as full diplomatic ties will be established with the United Arab Emirates. President Trump tweeted the announcement today. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is in Slovenia to make the case for high-speed wireless networks that bar Chinese companies like Huawei. Pompeo has signed a joint declaration to 5G clean and security network that aims to keep untrusted vendors out. The FBI joining Lebanese and other international investigators in the probe of the August 4th explosion at Beirut's port that killed more than 170 people and injured thousands. On Wall Street, stocks were mixed. The Dow dropped 80 points today. The Nasdaq gained 30. The S&P was down 7. This is SRN News.
4: This is the Entertainment Answer. What is my streaming pick of the week? Well, it has to be the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. Journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim Mahoney, who has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events, interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Now, to see patterns of evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MOVIE for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com to watch Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2.
1: Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? (sighs) Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The A.C. just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor.
0: Jay Sekulow and crew, speculate over Biden's VP choice. Because of his age... This VP is important for two reasons, because one, it would be someone that has to ensure people thinking about voting for Biden that they can run the country. And then two, they're going to be campaigning in a very different way, almost virtually. So they've got to be someone who is used to doing that. Jay Seculo live weeknights at six, right before Larry Elder at seven at a.m. 1250. The
1: answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy & Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law.
0: The people who know me know that I love to immerse myself in good conversation to really go deep. And this summer, I decided to press record. The result is called the Michelle Obama podcast. I just hope it's as fun and meaningful for you as it is for me. The Michelle Obama podcast is a Spotify original podcast, and you can listen to the series for free only on Spotify. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP. 223 CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, TuneIn, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
1: Seeing some pretty typical delays for your Thursday afternoon on the outbound Parkway East. A few minutes delay from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound also busy into the tunnel. Parkway West moving along pretty well, mostly just a couple minor delays outbound heading up to Carnegie and also inbound into the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Got an accident to watch out for. This is on Forward Avenue at Beechwood Boulevard. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer,
1: weather. Tonight, humid with a few clouds in the sky and a low 70. Times of sunshine and clouds tomorrow with an afternoon shower or thunderstorm in spots and a high of 86. A couple clouds around tomorrow night with a low 66. And Saturday, sun and clouds with a shower or thunderstorm in some areas with a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick.
0: Warning: Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Stagerwald Show, on AM 1250, the answer.
2: Well, it was only a matter of time. Uh, today, Joe Biden did it. He said that if he were president, uh, well, actually, what he did was he he called on the governors to mandate mask wearing all over the country for at least the next three months, and he said he would mandate that people wear masks outside, whatever that means. Joe's had some issues expressing himself lately, so he may have misspoken. But here in Pennsylvania, we have a governor who doesn't want high school kids to play sports until at least January 1st. There's a major debate about whether schools should be open. So where are we and what's going on? Dr. Dean Hart is an expert in microbiology. He's written multiple uh, articles and books about it. And he's uh, an expert on the transmission of viruses and diseases, diseases. He joins us now. Dr. Hart, thanks for being here.
6: Uh, Good to be with you there in Pittsburgh.
2: So uh, you've been dealing with viruses for most of your life. Where does COVID-19 rank among the diseases you've had to deal with and study uh, in terms of seriousness, unpredictability, however you want to do it?
6: Well, that's a good question because with virology, bacteriology, you compare the past that you, you have good clarity and good knowledge and good transparency and when we look at the measles that is probably the most contagious uh... germ we've seen in our lifetime it 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 becomes aerosolized so the measles is one end of the spectrum and something that doesn't get you sick at all is at the other end so you got the the big thing with the measles besides it's a bad disease it's highly contagious the COVID virus seems to be as contagious as the measles, seems to be aerosolized, but we won't have all the data and all the information until it's well past time too late. We're going to know all the answers, but it's not going to help us right now, and right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. And this is pernicious and contagious and deadly, especially the vulnerable people are are the elderly and especially if they have high blood pressure. That seems to be one of the key comorbidities.
2: So how have your feelings about uh, COVID-19 evolved over the last four or five months? Um, this seems to be, we seem to be learning, not me, I don't know anything about it, but the experts like you seem to be uh, still learning about how this disease acts. Uh, how have you uh, how have your feelings about this evolved since it came on the scene several months ago?
6: Every other day it evolves. You see, science can't be a t- put on a time clock. But politicians think there's something about urgency that relates to the time clock of science. We will take years to really understand a novel virus that has never been in in our uh, ubiquitous in nature as this one is. So, well, the politicians want answers yesterday and they want to put time clocks on science. It doesn't work that way. Vaccines can take, if you're lucky, four years. I hear the Russians have a vaccine now. They tried in 76 people in phase three, and now they're about to test it on their entire population. That is a disaster waiting to happen. You hope for the best, but it's just not done. You just don't test mass populations until you make sure. Efficacy is important, but safety is everything.
2: There's a lot of second guessing going on about how the federal government and various states um, have dealt with this uh, and how they did deal with it in the beginning. Is it fair to blame anybody for making mistakes early on uh, because this thing was uh, such a new um, new idea? New new
6: uh, enemy. Well, we citizens under the treatise of government that was written long before this country, we have the right to blame the government. We assign them to govern us and then they govern mm-hmm. us. And I can tell you oh President Obama used up all the masks that were available for the swine flu and then never replaced them. Then comes in That was 2009. 2016 comes in a new president, and 2020 figures out the masks aren't there. So he was there enough years to find the masks weren't there. But then who is President Obama to not replenish what he uses? So we got a Democrat and a Republican. I've seen Democrat states make horrible choices, and Republican ones too. Politicians do not. Uh, have much of a skill set of feeling what to do properly in a pandemic, but then again, scientists are equally, maybe a little bit, a little bit better skilled, but not that great a skill set when you got something you've never heard of or seen, and it sweeps in like a like a tsunami. What happened to flattening the curve? Well, they they can 't you see Mother Nature always gets its way, and since the beginning of time we 've had a virus that have swept the earth we 've had the bubonic plague, the Spanish flu was hundred years ago, yeah, polio and measles, yeah, all these things, and we 've dealt with them, so as we deal with these things we we learn hopefully what to do in the future, but when it 's a novel coronavirus you 've got to figure it out as you go and If you want to flatten the curve, you wear a lot of masks, and that will flatten the curve. Fascinatingly, Joe Biden proposes everybody wears a mask for three months. There's a lot of scientific logic to a mask. If you check the, the mask, you will see droplets basically sneezing and coughing into a mask. If you have COVID, it is not going to be as contagious as if you don't have a mask when you're two feet away from somebody. I mean, we knew that about the flu. I mean, you cough in somebody's face, and the chances are they're going to get the flu. But this thing's more deadly—about T- seven times more deadly, it would seem, than the than the flu. So it's much more contagious, much more deadly, more, more, much more mortality. But the mask. It's fascinating with three months with a mask really work. Now, we know it catches the germs, and we know nobody will really get hurt. I mean, it's annoying as heck to wear a mask, I agree, but nobody will really get hurt if we wear it for three months. Would that be a good idea? Well, we've, we scientists have been saying it a long time before, before uh, the, the politician candidate said it. It's not his idea Doctors like to wear masks, and we used Mm -hmm. to throw them away, gloves, masks, surgical garb, all these protective garments. We've been doing it a long time before any of these politicians were involved with COVID. We know to protect ourselves from contagious germs is essential, but this one, debating a mask, eh, they should uh, worry about something else with their time. A mask helps. If you're going to live with the annoyance of a mask and loss a little bit of some freedom, being called, you got to wear a mask, it will do an enormous good. Doctors have been doing it. You, you know a doctor wears masks and all sorts of garb. Well,
2: are are so, you familiar with Dr. Cyril Wecht? No. He's a um, he's a pathologist here in Pittsburgh. He's been he's 89 years old. He's been around for a long time, and he's he's a um, he's a world renowned pathologist. Actually, he's been he's been um, he was involved in the Kennedy assassination, uh, and um, anyway, he's a he's a guy who in Pittsburgh who's a very well known guy, and he's been all over national TV for years when I called in to talk about um, uh, like uh, murder cases, things like that. But I had him on the show a couple, maybe a month and a half ago, and he when I when he said when he he says I see people with um, masks. He's a pathologist. He says I see people outside walking around with masks. He said I, I want to laugh. He said it's it's just it's not doing any good, and and First, Joe Biden says that, that he that he wants people to wear them outside for the next three months.
6: See that's that's the part you could debate if you're. Six foot apart from everybody outside that 's a whole different can of worms than going into a bar and, and trying to meet the opposite sex with loud music and and yelling loud in a bar with poor circulation. This uh-huh. is also true within so the interior versus exterior it 's night and day outside. Can you argue both ways much easier than inside? Inside, you are much closer to people. You're expelling air, and the ventilation isn't distributing it too well. Outside, I'll give them that. You're the pathologist, the 80 and 9 year old pathologist, he has a point. Outside, you can debate it. Inside, here, I don't but, see a debate.
2: Yeah, now, um, here's my question. If the masks work, okay, why can't the Pirates play a game in front of fifteen thousand people at PNC Park if they're all wearing masks?
6: They're not. The most efficacious thing is never a hundred percent. The masks that are very good aren't the ones we wear doctors in contagious contaminated situations we wear a mask where the seal is against the skin of your cheek and your chin so air really doesn't get in from the external environment the masks that people walk around with they help a lot when you sneeze or cough into it or just speak loud into it if you're infected they definitely help they'll take out a lot of the viral bio burden the microorganisms will be limited on the other hand, we're not wearing state-of-the-art masks that physicians do, and I don't even think we we could possibly do it if we could afford it. So when you go to a Pirates game, everybody's yelling and screaming, and you have all these gaps in the masks, they're not state-of-the-art. Now, if you could really put in a, by, go into a bio-hazmat suit, you could all sit next to each other in the game because that's purely... A bubble but people aren't wearing that they're not wearing the highest of grade masks but something is better than nothing because i'll tell you mother nature's having her way and mother nature always wins and a vaccine it's unreasonable to expect it any time before the election and if it comes out at the beginning of 2021 I'm not first online for that one. There's a way to test the safety of this, uh, the, the vaccine, but there's no way to test it in a matter of months. Um,
2: we're talking to Dr. Dean Hart. He's an expert in microbiology. Um, and so, Dr. Hart, if you, were making, if you were in charge of making the call, would kids be going back to school this month?
6: Well, it's very specific to a community because here in New York we were the hot spot and we were really on fire. And it was in part because our governor threw all the people in the hospital into the nursing homes. He just the, he was in great fear. It was a, a real panic situation, and he admits it. Then he stopped doing that, luckily, because the, the people in the nursing home are very easily. It's it's the same area. There wasn't enough PPE garments to protect anybody. So in New York, what happens is it went huge conflagration occurs, if you want to use the fire that the, the, the people like to refer to. And now we have a testing rate of 0.7% of the people test positive. With that kind of rate, I think bioethically, we have to take the chance of children learning and socializing and having a good future. I think schools should go back with certain definite uh, restrictions, but schools should go back, and, and we've got to try it because the children need a future. Uh, to deprive them in a community where you got less than 1% of the people Tested have COVID, it, it's unfair to the children. Now, the big problem is we, at the same time, we send them back to school, we should be having more tests and we should have better air circulation in school and less students per room. At the same time, the most important thing we do, and nobody speaks of it, but we have to really protect the vulnerable, the elderly. That have these comorbidities. Basically, if you're over 65, you've got to be really careful, especially when we send the kids back to school in an environment where the infection rate is low. If the infections rate is high, like 10, 15 percent, you don't have a snowball's chance in heck of protecting the vulnerable. Most children will not even know they get sick. But right. the problem is the working, the walking germ.
2: But here's the thing. Uh, uh, when I hear, I hear that um, the the politicians will say, or the or the people running the schools, the 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 teachers union, or whatever, uh, they'll say, uh, we have to keep the children safe. And my my response is safe from what? Getting sick, because there, it's it's not dangerous that we. I think the last time I looked, here in Western Pennsylvania, and it covered uh, twenty counties. We had zero number of people under the age of forty who died from COVID nineteen. Zero. So, what are they being? Uh, What's the danger?
6: The incidence of death, the incidence of mortality, is very very low. Even probably lower than the common flu during the season of the flu. More children die than die from COVID. It's very very low rate for the children who get this thing called Kawasaki-like disease that they get. And a few children will die. Crossing the street, a few children will die. And if it's your child, that's the ultimate thing in a lifetime. So... Not to poo-poo death rate, but the death rate of children is extremely low, like you said. That's not the problem. The problem is they go home to a multi-generational home and grandma and grandpa are there. You can't have them exposed to the children because the children are going to live through it. If you look at the sports, these 25-year-old super athletes are have great doctoring around them. They're, they're, I don't think anybody in athleticism, in the in the, co- in the professionals, in the NHL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, they're more likely to die from drunk driving than they are from COVID from all the data I have seen. They are a little they'll they 'll take a little bit more risk a twenty five year old baseball player uh, with driving or ro- or boats or what have you there's all sorts of accidents but i haven 't seen a single death in the sports world i won 't you no. expect to see much death in the children. The big deal is it's so contagious, and there's no reason to assume, or there's 100% reason to assume they will transmit it to the people that do die. And that's the problem. You've got to safeguard the vulnerable when yeah. the germs are going to be even more ubiquitous in nature.
2: Dr. Hart, I'm out of time. I really appreciate it. It still comes down to protect the vulnerable. Thank you very much for being on with us.
6: Oh, great to be with
2: you. Okay, and we'll be right back. John Sagerwald here to tell you about an opportunity for you to grow your business in 2020 and make a difference this year. I'm talking about our Food for the Poor Business Benefactor Program. We've partnered with Food for the Poor to provide food and clean water to several thousand children this year in countries like Guatemala, where it's desperately needed. Become a Food for the Poor business benefactor today by making a $1,200 tax-deductible donation to Food for the Poor. And AM 1250 will give you $2,400 worth of prime advertising at no additional cost to air here Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on our local Salem affiliates. Get on board with a great cause and this great radio station. Through the generosity of your business, you'll be helping kids who are desperate. To take advantage of this deal, just call Mike Howard at 412-503-4761. That's 412-503-4761. One more time, 412-503-4761. This
0: is AM 1250, The
2: Answer. Hey, John Stoggerwald here. I'm just here to tell you how much I love my pillow and how it's changed my sleep. Now check out the new mattress topper. That's really amazing. Now I don't know if I love my pillow or the My Pillow mattress topper more. Get a My Pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. Now it comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable and it's made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com. And save 30%. Use promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. When you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800-716-8087. For
6: the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
2: The John
0: Stagerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: So I'm glad we had Dr. Dean Hart on, and and he's, uh, I mean, obviously he's an expert on microbiology, but, um, and I ran out of time there at the end, I, he he said, when I asked him about school and whether kids are in danger, he basically said, no, they're not in danger, but this is the answer that they all give. But it, he, they could transmit it to someone older if they live in a multi-generational home. Who, I still don't – I can't get anybody to explain to me why we just don't go 100% focusing on the p- protecting the people who might actually be in some danger. So if you're a kid who lives in a multi-generational home, maybe you don't go to school. And maybe something is figured out for you that, uh, that you get your work and you try to figure it out. Or, or you – uh, you say to your multi-generational family, "Listen, we're going to have to make different arrangements here because I have a kid here who has to go to school, and he can't go to school and come home and then infect you. And then the other thing is, if you do go to school and you don't live in a multi-generational home, and you just have grandparents, when you go to school until they figure this thing out, you stay away from grandma and grandpa. You know, you you talk to them on Zoom instead of taking instead of." Instead of going to school on Zoom, how about talking to grandma and grandpa on Zoom? Why is that so hard? And and just do everything you can to protect those people. And and the kids are not in any danger whatsoever. They are not in danger. How many how many doctors have I had say that on this radio show? Uh, they're not in danger. So to protect the people who are in danger. And Joe Biden is out there saying that every American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. And, uh, of course, his new uh, running mate, Kamala Harris, said after this, he said that, that's what leadership, real leadership looks like. It's enough to make you want to puke. Anyway, we're done for today. and We'll be back with more of this exciting stuff and cheer you up again tomorrow. Bye.
0: John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.